0: Chapter Twenty of Monsieur lecoq Part Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony Oliva. Monsieur lecoq by Emile Gaboriau, Part Two, Chapter Twenty. Ah, ambition is a fine thing the duc de sairmeuse and the marquis de courtornieu were past middle age their lives had been marked by many storms and vicissitudes they were the possessors of millions and the owners of the most sumptuous residences in the province under these circumstances one might have supposed that they would desire to end their days in peace and quietness it would have been easy for them to create a life of happiness by doing good to those around them and by preparing for their last hours a chorus of benedictions and of regrets but no they longed to have a hand in managing the ship of state they were not content to be simply passengers and the duke appointed to the command of the military forces and the marquis made presiding judge of the court at montaignac were both obliged to leave their beautiful homes and take up their abode in rather dingy quarters in town they did not murmur at the change their vanity was satisfied louis eighteenth was on the throne their prejudices were triumphant they were happy it is true that dissatisfaction was rife on every side but had they not hundreds and thousands of allies at hand to suppress it and when wise and thoughtful persons spoke of discontent the duke and his associates regarded them as visionaries on the fourth of march eighteen sixteen the duke was just sitting down to dinner when a loud noise was heard in the vestibule he rose but at that very instant the door was flung open and a man entered panting and breathless this man was chupin the former poacher whom m de sairmeuse had elevated to the position of head gamekeeper it was evident that something extraordinary had happened what is it inquired the duke they are coming cried chupin they are already on the way who who by way of response chupin handed the duke a copy of the letter written by martial under chanlouineau's dictation Monsieur de sairmeuse read my dear friend we are at last agreed and the marriage is decided we are now busy in preparing for the wedding which will take place on the fourth of march the date was no longer blank but still the duke did not comprehend well what of it he demanded chupin tore his hair they are on the way he repeated i speak of the peasants they intend to take possession of montaignac dethrone louis eighteenth bring back the emperor or at least the son of the emperor miserable wretches they have deceived me i suspected this outbreak but i did not think it was so near at hand this terrible blow so entirely unexpected stupefied the duke for a moment how many are there he demanded ah how do i know monsieur two thousand perhaps perhaps ten thousand all the townspeople are with us no monsieur no the rebels have accomplices here all the retired officers stand ready to assist them who are the leaders of the movement lacheneur abbe midon chanlouineau baron d'Escorval. enough cried the duke now that danger was certain his coolness returned and his herculean form a trifle bowed by the weight of years rose to its full height he gave the bell-rope a violent pull a valet appeared my uniform commanded monsieur de sairmeuse my pistols quick the servant was about to obey when the duke exclaimed wait let some one take a horse and go tell my son to come here without a moment's delay take one of the swiftest horses the messenger ought to go to sairmeuse and return in two hours chupin endeavored to attract the duke's attention by pulling the skirt of his coat m de sairmeuse turned what is it the old poacher put his finger on his lip recommending silence but as soon as the valet had left the room he said it is useless to send for the marquis and why you fool because monsieur because excuse me i zounds will you speak or will you not chupin regretted that he had gone so far because the marquis well he is engaged in it the duke overturned the table with a terrible blow of his clenched fist you lie wretch he thundered with the most horrible oaths he was so formidable in his anger that the old poacher sprang to the door and turned the knob ready to take flight may i lose my head if i do not speak the truth he insisted ah lacheneur's daughter is a regular sorceress all the gallants of the neighborhood are in the ranks chanlouineau young d'escorval your son m de sairmeuse was pouring forth a torrent of curses upon marie when his valet re-entered the room he suddenly checked himself put on his uniform and ordering chupin to follow him hastened from the house he was still hoping that chupin had exaggerated the danger but when he reached the place d'armes which commanded an extended view of the surrounding country his illusions were put to flight signal lights gleamed upon every side Montaignac seemed surrounded by a circle of flame these are the signals murmured chupin the rebels will be here before two o'clock in the morning the duke made no response but hastened to consult monsieur de courtornieu he was striding toward his friend's house when on hastily turning a corner he saw two men talking in a doorway and on seeing the glittering of the duke's epaulets both of them took flight the duke instinctively started in pursuit overtook one man and seizing him by the collar he asked sternly who are you what is your name the man was silent and his captor shook him so roughly that two pistols which had been hidden under his long coat fell to the ground ah oh, brigand exclaimed m de sairmeuse so you are one of the conspirators against the king then without another word he dragged the man to the citadel gave him in charge of the astonished soldiers and again started for m de courtornieu's house he expected the marquis would be terrified not in the least he seemed delighted at last comes an opportunity for us to display our devotion and our zeal and without danger we have good walls strong gates and three thousand soldiers at our command these peasants are fools but be grateful for their folly my dear duke and run and order out the montaignac but suddenly a cloud overspread his face he knit his brows and added the devil i am expecting blanche this evening she was to leave courtornieu after dinner heaven grant that she may meet with no misfortune on the way End of chapter 20, recording by Tony Oliva, Albuquerque.